0: All right, and welcome into a, another episode of the Up to Speed podcast. Tyler Head and Dalton Molinax along with you. No intro for this episode. It's it's not going to be a normal episode, um, as a lot of our race reviews have been in the past. And if you watch the Daytona 500, you can uh, already assume why. Uh, what was supposed to be a weekend of excitement and uh, anticipation for a new season and uh, another Daytona 500 quickly turned to fear and terror with Ryan Newman's horrific crash coming to the checkered flag uh, at the end of the race last night. It's Tuesday night as we're recording this. And, you know, I've been a NASCAR fan my entire life. And this is just such a rare instance of an incident during the race completely overshadowing everything that took place in the 500 miles before it.
1: Yeah, I mean there was, you know, racing was just you know put on the back burner, as it should be with something like this. Um, you know, I've watched, you know, coverage of, you know, different sports stations and stuff. This, you know, on Tuesday and, you know, the, nobody's talking about Denny Hamlin winning the five hundred, and that's completely fine. I mean, the best news is that part of the latest update. You know Ryan Newman was awake and you know talking to family and friends. Um, but that crash—I mean, we, we talked about it, and we're not the only ones with the with the opinion of it. But it, it was so much. It was the first time you really had that—you know—pit in your stomach since Dale Senior died in two thousand one. So, um, or it, I mean, it was for me, anyways. I mean, I know when when Senior died, I was five years old. I, I do remember watching that race, though. Mm-hmm. um with my dad and I don't remember you know everything you know I was five years old but right. uh I've gone back and we talked about the documentaries that have been made from that day and it just everything was so similar yeah that was what was so scary about
0: yesterday absolutely was it,
1: was, it was like it was just like a nightmare unfolding right in front
0: of your eyes right um and yeah and I guess you know when you really think because Dale senior was the last driver to uh die on the track in nascar and that was again 19 years ago today actually february the 18th and you know that death created so many uh, safety innovations we had the car of tomorrow we have the hans device all these things that have been put in place uh in the 19 years since that have made these cars so much safer and and, and i think you know, you, you think back to just over the past decade with the amount of nasty wrecks we've seen, particularly at these super speedways, we've just become so inclined to expect drivers to hop out of the car, wave to the crowd and hop in the ambulance. You know, we've seen some horrific wrecks, you know, Austin Dillon going into the fence at Daytona in July of 2015. And, you know, obviously was terrifying in the moment, but you know, 90 seconds later, he's out of the car, he's waving to the crowd and you know, we're, we're going on about our business after that. And to, to have this prolonged period of time where Ryan Newman isn't getting out of the car and more and more safety personnel are having to go over there, they're putting up black screens, there's fuel pouring out of the back of the car causing a fire. It's just, you know, something that we, you know, NASCAR as a whole hasn't seen in so long. We just almost didn't really know how to react to it except for panicking. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's a good point, is that, it, like you said, it's just been so long.
1: I mean, I guess what the, I mean, the most, I was trying to think back to, you know, the uh, earlier today, I was trying to think back to when, the last time was that she just kind of had, a driver was seriously hurt in the car, and I guess it was, um, 27, May 2017, when, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Calmarola got hurt in Kansas. Yep. Um. And then obviously Kyle Busch in 2015 when he broke his leg. And then I guess before that was Denny, you know, when he had the compression fracture auto club, But, you know,
0: they were none of those were to the magnitude of what we saw last night. Well, and with all three of those incidents, and obviously the Denny handling one not necessarily, but Kyle Busch and, and Eric Almirola required extraction from the cars because of their injuries and, you know, their are Tearing the roof off the car, and like for Eric Almora, they put him on the backboard and everything. But at the same time, we were able to see a lot of it. Like it was being shown on the cameras. It wasn't uh, a gruesome scene necessarily, so we felt like, as viewers and fans, we we had a good idea of what was going on with the Ryan Newman thing. You know, uh, they they were just kind of showing you know like long shots you're not getting anything up close Uh, again they put the black screens up to even prevent fans in the stands from really seeing what was going on and uh, again when you you see no visual of ryan newman at all when the broadcast goes off it, it just you know makes your mind race for what all the you know horrible possibilities that that could have been and it was a good solid Two hours after the race ended, because the race didn't end until about eight o'clock last night, that we finally got word that he was in serious condition, but he had non-life-threatening injuries, and just the uh, the worry and the just holding of breath for those entire two hours is something I never want to experience again as a NASCAR fan.
1: Yeah, it was. So I I went to bed. I get up for my job. I get up early. So. Um, I had trouble falling asleep last night, just, you know, just thinking about it. Um, ended up going to bed, it probably, I probably went to bed about 10 o'clock and, you know, Steve O'Donnell press conference wasn't until about 10, 10, 10, 15. Um, so it was, I mean, it was such good news to wake up to this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, I'm not a doctor, I don't know all the, you know, I don't know all the details about, you know, his conditions or anything like that, but. I fully expected the worst when I woke up this morning. Right. I mean, the first thing I did was check my phone and, like I said, I, I fully expected to have a, a statement about him passing and, and I'm glad that that wasn't the case. You know, it seems to be that he's got a long recovery ahead um, but from, you know, everything that happened at the track to the optics of it, um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a best case scenario but you know, I, I think that, um, and like I said, he's got a long road to recover. We still don't know all of the, all of the details of his, you know, to the extent of his injuries. Um, and it may be some time before we do know that. Right. As, you know, as really, you know, as fans, we want to know because we want to know how he is, how his well-being is. But, you know, it's it's not really for us to know right now. So, um, I don't know, all you do is think about him, pray for him if you do that, and, Um, just, you know, hope he can have full recovery.
0: Right. Well, you know, you and I were talking about this before we started recording that, you know, if, if you went back and tried to recreate that wreck a thousand times, you may not be able to, uh, recreate it a hundred percent fully ever again. It was just kind of like this perfect storm of everything going wrong at once. And here's the crazy part about this. He was a hundred or so yards away from winning the Daytona 500 before this happens. Like he is yeah, leading cool. coming into the tri with Blaney right on his bumper, uh, Hamlin to the outside, and just kind of in the wiggling of back and forth with trying to block and, and trying to make a move on his own, you know, he, he and Blaney make the contact, he goes in the outside wall, and just, just the way that he hit the wall just kind of turned him on his side, and, you know, Corey LaJoy coming through at full speed... Uh, to finish the race, and he had nowhere to go. And, and uh, you know, Newman kind of half flipped and, and he hits him like directly in the driver's window. And, and for as safe as these race cars are, if you had to pick one area of the car that was probably the most vulnerable, I mean, that would definitely be it. And then he's you know, flipping and sliding down the track and, you know, finally comes to rest at the end of the trial level. And again, you got the fuel pouring out of the back of the car starting a fire and everything it was just as worst as you could imagine it all, all happening at once
1: well and like you said it was the perfect storm
0: yeah i mean it was just
1: all these ingredients come together
0: yeah um and and again we've just become so numb to how safe these cars are and we hear it every single time that Drivers getting involved in big wrecks or nasty wrecks that, oh, you know, it's a testament to the safety the NASCAR puts in them. It's almost a cliche at this point that drivers say that kind of stuff. I mean, look, think back to the Talladega fall race last year, the wild wreck fest that that was. Brendan Gone had a chaotic flip going down the back stretch where um, he had a crazy amount of air. And, you know, five minutes later, he's cracking jokes to reporters outside of the infield care center. So yeah. it's like two, two incidents that are so similar with two totally different outcomes. Yeah. You know, and mean, that's the thing is, is, you know, obviously Denny Hamlin won the 500 and yes.
1: congratulations to him, you know, but that's put on the back burner. And, you know, I, I, I had to feel bad for him um, because there was a lot of people that were you know, that don't understand what goes on after a mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, uh, his Chris, father, his father is Chris Lambert, right? Uh, yes. So, after the race, you know, obviously, Denny had no idea the severity of Newman's injuries. Yes. Right. And, and I thought there was a lot of, um, I mean, like, so he did a burnout, um, and there was a lot. I thought there's a lot of unwarranted hate towards him, right?
0: But even you know, Coach Joe Gibbs, uh, you know, addressed it in Victory Lane. Like they had no idea. Well, and and here's what I'll say about this because again, you know, we've seen so many nasty wrecks, especially at these super speedway tracks, and we, you know. No, we've just become used to drivers popping out after a minute or two and, you know, waving to the crowd and hopping into the ambulance. And, um, you know, Denny (sighs) Hamlin takes the checkered flag as Newman's wrecking. And, you know, 60 seconds later, he's on the front stretch, you know, doing his burnouts and getting ready to celebrate the Daytona 500. So he's probably not thinking any differently than any of the other times we've seen nasty wrecks. And I'll say this in Denny's defense as well, because, again, like you said, I, I think a lot of the hate... Being thrown at him is very unwarranted. Um, I, now I've never been to Daytona, but obviously you and I have both been to Talladega. I actually got to stand on the racetrack um, before the fall race uh, last year at Talladega, at the exit of the trioval, pretty close to where Newman would be in the exit of the trioval at Daytona last night. And from where that point is to the middle of the trioval, where the start finish line is at Daytona that may as well be 100 miles. That is a long, long way away when you actually look at it, like, in person. Like, on TV, it makes everything look close, but it's actually a really long way away. So for Denny Hamlin, who's obviously still in his car, and, you know, his radio communication after taking the checkers is going to be all about winning the race and congratulating his guys. Nobody's saying, oh, wow, that Newman wreck looked really bad or anything like that. Um, And and I think you kind of saw it when he... Got out of the car because, you know, he gets out in the grass and, you know, pumps his fist and and whatnot. And the the crowd is obviously not happy about it. I think that's when he kind of notices like, oh, crap, uh, this this might be serious. And in in his defense as well, Fox themselves wasn't even completely aware of it because Jamie Little was on the front stretch prepared to interview Denny Hamlin like winners get interviewed after every single race in front of the crowd, and, you know, like, if Fox wasn't aware of it until then, then Denny Hamlin certainly wasn't either.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, Chris Lambert went on Twitter, and, I mean, right after the race, and was just talking about, you know, he was trying to explain to people, that like, this don't get mad at Denny, because as soon as the race was over, he ran down, he said he ran down to Newman's spotter to check on him. Mm-hmm. And he said he took his he took his um, radio off,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Denny he said he had unplugged his radio,
2: mm-hmm. and so it's like Denny had no way of knowing. And, and you know,
1: obviously, once they got to Victory Lane, and you know, because they didn't do the interview on the front stretch, nope.
0: Um, and once he got to Victory Lane, there was no
1: celebration and anything like that. It was more just attention was just turned to Newman. Because um, I think everybody at that point in
0: time knew the severity of the situation. Well, there was a point in uh, the Victory Lane celebration where, and I don't know where all the like big screens are relative to Daytona, but I'm assuming there's one that you can see when you're in Victory Lane because uh, when Denny gets out of his car and does his interview or whatever, he, you just kind of see him look up at the big screen. And I, I think that was the moment that it really, really set in for him. What exactly was going on, and um, I, I think uh, I've heard several people use this expression that Denny Hamlin was just kind of going through the motions from then on in Victory Lane. Um, they weren't playing, yeah. they weren't playing the his interviews over the PA. You know, the crowd wasn't able to hear it. You know, they were obviously they are doing the trophies and all that stuff, but it just it wasn't a joyous occasion for the eleven team at all.
1: Yeah, it wasn't for anybody. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, that's, I, you know, and that's the thing. I, I think, for me anyways, I, you know, like, you could talk about with any sport, oh, everybody loves everybody in the sport. But, like, I truly, it's it's not it's like last night. I think you really understand the close-knit family feel to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things I love the most about the sport. I mean, everybody comes together, you know. In, in times like this and you know you you see it you know you saw it a little bit recently with Kobe Bryant you know mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing that's for me anyways I just you know it just, NASCAR gets a bad rap from you know the outside world that doesn't know anything about the sport Yeah. Um, and it's nice like last night where like I think people that you know, I, there were, we talked about this a little bit earlier as well. There were so many people that I follow on social media mm-hmm. talking about the race that I've never seen
0: like tweet anything about it before. Yep. And, you know, obviously
1: this isn't the scenario you wish they were talking about the race. Right. You, you wish they were talking about, you know, how great a race did we added at age three? Yep. Um, but it's like, you know, I saw one of this one guy I follow, um, he tweeted something along the lines of, it's amazing to see, like, an entire sport community come together for,
0: like, one of their own. Right. Well, and, and I fully believe that. Well, that's kind of what's unique about NASCAR, that the other mainstream sports aren't like, you know, baseball, football, basketball, where you have 32 different teams, you know, that, you know, on any given game day or weekend, it's one team against one other team and, and just cycles like that throughout the entire season. NASCAR travels together. It's all of these teams every single week for 38 weeks out of the year going to all these different racetracks together. And obviously they're competing when they're on the track and you know there's obviously disagreements and drivers not liking each other and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's one unified family within the sport um and you know again thankfully last night's uh situation wasn't as uh, awful as what happened with dale senior back in 2001 but you saw a similar thing there with like you know the sport lost one of its icons on that day and it took really the entire community of nascar to heal and get past that going forward
1: right yeah and that and that's, you know, I believe it's Jeff Gluck wrote, wrote an article. I mean, he was talking about how you're, you know, it's not until you have days or nights like last night where you realize how dangerous this sport is.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: even with all the safety precautions that have come since 2001. Like, right. Today, to day, you're, you know, you're driving a sheet of metal, you know, at 200 plus miles an hour. It's dangerous, and a buddy of mine that I work with asked me today, and he's not a big NASCAR fan, but he asked me this morning about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "So, do you think he'll ever drive again?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I said, well, first off, without knowing this, you know, situation, I mean, we don't know, you know, if he's paralyzed. We we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, drivers are just wired differently. Yep. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean. When Eric Almirola had that bad back injury at in Kansas, mm-hmm. you know his doctor told him that you know he returned too early, you know he could be paralyzed. Yeah, and, and like for him, it was never a question of if I'm going to race again; it was a matter of when I'm going to.
0: Right, right. And, and again, those guys are those guys are just wired differently, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, just what they want to do, but you know, you've also got to be remembered. You got to be reminded that this is a dangerous sport it, abs- you know, it it's you know and it's it's nights like last night that really you know just put things into perspective for you that, like bad things can't happen at right the track. well and, and again with, with just all the safety innovation nascar has pushed over the past two decades nascar has just be, kind of be, been seen as the safest form of motorsports uh, by far and you know when you when you look at guys like kyle bush and jimmy johnson that have entertained the thought of like running the indy 500 well what is the reason they didn't oh indy 500 is too dangerous you know as, as almost say like nascar is way way safer you know i feel good in, inside of a stock car because i know if a wreck's too bad i'm not going to be severely hurt and to a degree that's mostly true but again when you just have this perfect storm of everything going wrong at once it can still be just as catastrophic as it used to be 20, 30 years ago when, you know, guys were driving around with open face helmets and running into concrete walls headfirst. Right. Um, And and as as fans, you know, because I watch IndyCar and, you know, I watch dirt racing and stuff like that. When I'm watching those races and I see a severe wreck, I mean, you know, just think back to just two seasons ago, Robert Wicken's nasty wreck at... Pocono, um, that nearly claimed his life. You know, watching those forms of motorsports, you still get that fear in the pit of your stomach when you see a nasty wreck, like, my God, did I just watch somebody die? With NASCAR, that's just something we haven't had to be used to in so long. And again, seeing it for the first time in a long time last night, you know, I, I don't think anybody knew how to react to it. No, it, no,
1: it, I mean, because again, like you know, the, when when it happened live,
0: obviously you know you knew it was a bad wreck, mm-hmm. but as
1: they followed the leaders to the line, you didn't see the second hit he took. Right, right?
0: you yeah, you... that's
1: why. Like that's why initially, again, you know, your your mind's just trained to oh, well, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna get out of the car. Yep. So, and I remember you know scrolling through Twitter. And Jeff Gluck, I believe, uh, tweeted something like, not hearing anything on the Newman radio. Yep. And, you know, the first thing I thought was, okay, well, you know, with the bad of a wreck, it's probably just, you know, all mingled up and, and, you know, just not working. Okay, whatever. Right. And then I don't remember who else tweeted it, but they were like, oh, my, this isn't good. And that's just when, you know, the fear kind of sets in You know, you start thinking about the worst, Um, and then they showed the replay. And I mean, like like you said earlier, you could you could do that wreck a thousand times again, and you'll probably never get you know the same result. I mean, people, you got to just realize that like LaJoy hit him going nearly two hundred miles an hour Mm -hmm. while he was upside down, and he hit the driver's side window area. Yep i mean like like you said it was unfortunately the perfect storm and you know it's just that when i saw that replay that's when you know my stomach just started i just i just felt sick
0: well and again i don't even think fox completely knew the severity of it until they showed that replay um because typically that's when you have a really nasty wreck in motorsports, and when you have a really gruesome injury in another sport, it's typically common courtesy to not show the replay until you know that driver, athlete, or whatever is okay. Um, and, I, you know, NASCAR or Fox showed a replay pretty quickly after the incident happened, and that's when you saw the LaJoy hit. And that was the only replay that they showed because at that point, it's like, okay, we all know... This isn't a standard wreck. This is a whole lot worse than what we've been used to. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I commend
1: them for not showing it. Yeah. You know, because you know, I talked about earlier, like, and it happened. Look, Ryan Newman was not the worldwide star that Kobe Bryant was. No. We know that, okay, but that doesn't take away from anything that happened yesterday. But you know, it was like when when kobe's helicopter went down there were people you know they wanted to be the first for it you know the first to present this and and matt gutman that works for abc news
0: incorrectly reported on a live shot that all four of kobe's daughters were on the helicopter yep
1: and i know you tweeted it last night so i'll just echo the sentiment but i was was so proud of the the nascar you know riders and um drivers and everything that that nobody put out any false information last night they didn't want to be they didn't want to be first to the story Um, they wanted to present the accurate you know side of things right and um, I was I was glad that that happened that way and you know I think that goes back to NASCAR being a tight knit community you know nobody wanted to put out false information right and, well, and, I, and, like, that's, that, that's, a, that's a part of the media that I don't like, is that everybody
0: wants to be first for something. But, right. you know, in a, in a tragic accident, you know, um, that we thought it could have been, there's no use in being first. Right. And, you know, there was yeah. uh, there was definitely a lot of extra media, because it was the Daytona 500, obviously, you know, the biggest race in NASCAR and everything. So you get a lot of, of uh, people at the track that aren't typically there. And there were some verified accounts from you know different news stations and and stuff like that they're saying oh he's in stable condition he's you know he was talking to the to the uh, AMR crews and all this stuff and you know i am really glad a lot of NASCAR fans stuck to the guns of well gluck hasn't said anything pocris you know jenna fryer chris knight you know insert whatever NASCAR journalist you want here until one of them comes out with something we're not going to trust it and, and i feel and that that's the way it really should be because we have you know, And that's something that we I think a lot of people take for granted is just how good NASCAR media is with how they cover things. And in a situation like this where, you know, information regarding somebody possibly being dead or alive is what we're waiting on, they took the right approach of being absolutely sure before any information came out.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is like I was glad to see that they didn't you know they didn't nobody nobody jumped up and was oh yeah I, you know I think this is what happened situation like this you don't think right you present the facts and you know as somebody that I mean we both work in media so we know how I mean I'll throw them under the bus Mm -hmm. it bothers me you know it bothered me with ESPN because they've really scaled back their their NASCAR coverage you know ever since they stopped covering the sport full time Mm mm-hmm and, you know, last night and even into today, you know, obviously they usually cover the Daytona 500 because, you know, it's NASCAR Super Bowl. Yep. But it really bothered me to see them, you know, I felt like they were trying to capitalize off of the wreck. hmm You know, because like I said, there were people last night on Twitter that I'd never seen talk about NASCAR. I didn't even know they knew NASCAR existed. Uh, that were talking about the wreck, and that that's fine, I mean, that's, you know, whatever, but, like, it bothered me with ESPN was, they, I, I, when I got up to go to work this morning, they spent about four minutes just talking about the wreck, Right. and it was just like, it was like they were doing, I don't know, I just, I felt like they were doing it for ratings, and that bothered me, and, and hopefully they weren't, man, that's just the way it come off to me, but, um, you know, for them not to just, they don't cover the sport much at all anymore, right? And then to jump in and, and talk
0: about somebody else's misfortunes for ratings, I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. It still doesn't sit well with me. Well, um, and again, it, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the truth behind it. I would hope not, but that's the way it come off to me. Well, and not only that, but um, from what you said, some of their focus was on, well, what do we need to do? What do we need to change right now? What you know, what what's NASCAR going to do next? And while yes, that's something that is certainly going to be addressed in time. That's not the most important thing right now. Now there's somebody whose life is still very much up in the air for what it's going to be going forward. That's the main concern, you know. Yeah. And obviously, we we'll, you know we're going to be back on the track racing at Vegas next weekend, and you know we can move forward with what changes need to be made and stuff like that. But that's not what's important right now. No, and that was,
1: again, that was just what kind of bothered me, was, you know, one of the first things they said was, do we need to get away from super speedway racing? It's like, like, I don't know, I just thought it was, it just, I don't know, it just put a bad taste in my mouth, I didn't like it, but right. that's
0: right. either here or there. Right. Um, but again, uh, the, the latest update on Ryan Newman earlier today from Roush Fenway Racing was, um, uh, and last night, he, of course, it was announced he was in serious condition, <laughs> with non-life-threatening injuries and the most recent update was that um, he was speaking with his family and doctors to the extent we don't know, but that he spoke to them in some capacity. And I think that's something, uh, and we, we kind of touched on this earlier already, that, you know, kind of pumped the brakes on, uh, you know, I can't wait to see Ryan back at the track, and oh, I hope he gets back in the car this year, because serious condition can mean a whole litany of things. And, you know, hopefully he, he's able to make a 100% full recovery and uh, get back behind the wheel as well. I, I'd love for that to happen. But, you know, we got to take things slow and we got to look at things realistically. He's probably pretty badly injured because, again, there's a big difference between serious and stable condition when somebody's taken to the hospital. And the fact that he was listed in serious condition 24 hours ago. Uh, definitely means there's a possibility for it to be some bad long-term effects. And again, we're not speculating on what it is or what it is. And I'm just, you know, trying to point out what the possibilities could be. Right. And, that, and that's the thing is is you know we may not find out anything for for days, potentially even weeks.
1: Right. I mean, and and also it's you know as fans we're concerned. Right. But it's also none of our business, too. Right. You know, I mean, and that's what I hope people understand is, you know, while it's it's good, everybody wants to know that he's okay, and you know, everyone wants to know his, the status of you know his health. You know, it, it may take some time. Right. And I hope every, I hope everyone's patient and can just you know let the facts come out as they do. Right. Don't you know? Don't don't press. You know? Don't. Don't expect anything because I mean for me like I'm not expecting to know, know anything over the next few days no and maybe we do maybe 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 Ralph Stumway comes out tomorrow and says that Newman's 100% okay you know mm-hmm. he's up walking around ready to go race this weekend but I mean right. that most likely isn't going to happen and, right. and we're not doctors we're not going to speculate but you know you just gotta, I think people need to just kind of be patient Temper their expectations and just you know let this process play out. It's gonna be a long road. It's gonna
0: take some time. Well, and this is a rare instance where you have to separate looking at Ryan Newman, the NASCAR driver, and Ryan Newman, the person. Because (laughs) and you know you saw in the grid walk before the race on Sunday, like his daughters were there with him. You know he's a father. He has a family. So there's a whole lot more important things in the world than him getting back behind the wheel of number six car. And, you know, that's kind of the top of the concern um, and everything like that. And, you know, uh, unfortunately uh, it was announced literally just last week that him and his wife, um, you know, had recently separate announced that they were going to be separating and everything like that. So, you know, um, and I, I can't imagine how she's dealing with this either. Um, But there's a whole lot more factors going on than just what his future on the track will be it's about his quality of life and what yeah, 100%. that can be going forward which again we we both hope that it means he gets back to 100 percent and there's no long-term effects from this but you know you also got to understand that there's a there's a possibility that you know it it, it may not be good and that it could be a long road ahead for him
1: yeah, and we just don't know. You know, it, it's, it's too early. We don't have all the facts about it yet. And that's the thing is you can just hope and pray that, you know, he does have a full recovery and that, you know, regardless of whether he ever gets back in a car again or not, you just want to, like you said, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's a dad. Yep. He's, you know, like seeing, because, you know, like you said, him and his wife had recently announced this past week that they were going to be separating you know she had posted because I I went to her Twitter page to Mm -hmm. see um whatever I mean I I don't know where she was but somebody had asked where you're watching Daytona 500 from yep she posted a picture It looked beautiful clear water I mean maybe she was in Florida you know Mm -hmm. somewhere but it looked more Caribbean right and like I couldn't like you said I
0: couldn't imagine what she's going through you know her two daughters are at the track Yep, and their dad, you don't know the case. I don't know. It's just well, I was gonna say I saw uh, Delana Harvick, Kevin Harvick's wife, um, like put a note on Twitter that her and several other of the, you know, NASCAR moms essentially watched over his two daughters last night while, you know, everything was taking place and happening, and you know, uh, I think she put it in her note that you know they knew they were one text or phone call away from you know those two little girls lives drastically being altered forever and thankfully it can't you know we, we came out with some good news but um yeah just you know uh, again it's it's more than just Ryan Newman the race car driver this is Ryan Newman the person that we're more concerned about i mean cuz
1: what he's 42 years old he still got a lot of life
0: to live i was going to say he is and you know again drawing a lot of comparisons back to the 2001 daytona 500 he and kurt bush are the only two full-time active drivers to have still competed on the track with dale senior now newman was not in that 2001 daytona 500 he drove in some races um in 2000 with dale senior but that just kind of you know in case you've forgotten how long ryan newman's been around he's a true veteran of the sport yeah yeah
1: and that you know, regardless of, you know, somebody... I don't remember who it was, but somebody had said something along the lines of, well, I'm glad it wasn't so-and-so. It's like, we, first off, don't wish that on anybody. Right. You know, don't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the slowest car in the garage or Jimmy Johnson. It doesn't matter. You don't want to see anybody you know, in a horrific wreck like that, but um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I fully expected to wake up to bad news, and you know, while it's not great news, it, it, you know, seeing that he was in, you know, not, his injuries weren't life-threatening. That was a yep. started by Tuesday morning a yep. little bit.
0: Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of hope with what we learned last night and what we've been learning throughout the day. And again, you know, it could be days, weeks, months before we really understand the full severity of what happened last night but the the biggest point to take away is we didn't lose Ryan Newman he's still alive and you know the, the possibilities for his recovery hopefully right now are endless to him getting back to 100% yeah and
1: that's what obviously we hope for is that you know regard like you said regardless of whether he ever gets back into a car yep you know you just want
0: the well-being for him and life moving forward, right? And you know, and that's just what you hope for at this time. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, it's a very different episode of um, our podcast, but I think this kind of reflects how the entire racing world's feeling right now. Nobody's really concerned about the racing, and I don't think we will be until. You know, we get into Vegas this weekend, and cars get back on track. We're just kind of all worrying and, and praying, you know, for the best for Ryan Newman. And, and again, you know, we had a really good Daytona Five Hundred last night that had some good yeah. racing and, and some um, you know great moments. But um, unfortunately, it's it's going to be forever overshadowed by what by what happened at the very end of it. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, it all you know, I thought.
0: Oh no, it was a really good weekend of racing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even going back to the
1: even going back to the duels on Thursday night. Yep. You know, I, I thought that it was really good racing. Um, you know, Wilde finished in the truck race, Noah Gregson gets his first win in the Xfinity series. Right. And then, you know, seeing, you know, the president of the United States the track on Sunday was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so
0: cool. Right. And that's, and, and that's kind that was, of, that was really cool. I was going to say, that's what we kind of went into the weekend anticipating and talking about all the buzz that was going to be around the 500. And, you know, we, we were hoping that the day after the race, the nation was going to be talking about it. Of course, we wanted that to be for all good reasons. And unfortunately that's not the case, but, um, Yeah, it's just kind of uh, such a rare instance nowadays where the racing that we saw on the track is is the least of everybody's concerns. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. But um, uh, NASCAR will be back in uh, Las Vegas this upcoming weekend as they'll start the uh, West Coast Swing. And uh, again, uh, just for the next couple days, I feel like things are going to feel like this until you know, we finally see cars back on the track and, and start moving forward. Then, um, hopefully we get more updates on Ryan Newman in the next couple of days. And, you know, once again, hopefully he can make a full recovery and get himself back to 100%. But, um, that'll wrap up this episode of the Up Speed podcast. Uh, you know, we're not going to make any picks or anything for this weekend. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to focusing on the racing with uh, next week's episode. So, Dalton next I'm Tyler Head. We thank so much for listening, and we'll uh, see you guys next time.